Bing bong. All right. Bing bong bong bing. Bing okay. bong. After you, Chris. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Old School, New School podcast. I am Will Charles Egan, and as always, Chris Meekins. How's hey. everybody doing? If you like the content that we are producing here, be sure to scroll down, hit the subscribe button, hit that like button, and be sure to hit the little bell next we to the subscribe it. button so that you can be notified whenever there's a new episode. So, Chris, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. I, uh, I you, you learn... I don't think there's ever a time in your life where you're not open to learning about absolutely things. It's you think, oh, I'm going to get older. You right. Know, just, it's like, oh, wait a minute, this is new. Oh, <laughs> right. Never been in this situation yep. before. You figured so. Things are good. Things are good at the car wash. I'm nice. A lot more calmed down. <laughs> good. Uh, That's it's good. It's like crazy. Uh, we're thinking about doing another uh, a, a men's night out on Monday. My oh, wife's cool. going to start doing a, a woman's ministry on, cool. on Monday night. And so I thought, well, why don't I, I'm going to be there. Why don't I just have something right. for men yeah. in the other room and we'll maybe have wings. Oh, heck yeah. That sounds amazing. Even that's the great way to get people in the door is be like, Hey, wings. free food, wings, wings, especially wings are one of my weaknesses. They're, I love wings. they're not cheap though. Really? Oh, well, that is, okay. Probably from your perspective, they're a good price. <laughs> That's true. Because wings are the cheaper cut of the meat. Yeah, but it used to be like 10 cents a wing night. Oh, boy, I wish. Could you imagine that? For a dollar twenty, you get a dozen wings. What? Yeah. When? Long time ago. Long time ago. Back in the day. <laughs> but now they've become so popular that oh, I paid yeah. $18 the other day at a yeah. restaurant for 10. 10. Yeah. Yeah, where oh, I work. It's, they're good. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where I work, we have wings and they're about 14 and so on sunday you know nfl day they have a special where it's wings are half off it's only seven dollars for 10 wings i think oak and stone that's where we were the other day with my kids yep and uh they have a wednesday Mm -hmm. i think wednesday eight dollars for wings Ooh, i might have to go to oak and stone on a wednesday wait today's wednesday oh well i wonder how many points it is on weight watchers (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's my other new thing. My wife's got me on Weight Watchers. Really? Yeah. Got you doing it's Weight like Watchers. A, it's like a, it's horrible. It's man. boot camp. Yeah. It's supposed to be hard. I, I, I so then we'll get started. Uh huh. So I, I was at the uh, car wash the other day, and I was starving because I was working. I haven't worked in so many years, <laughs> and I was, and I'm like, I gotta go get something to eat. There's a Jimmy John's right down. So I mm. thought, well, I'll just go get a Jimmy John's with an unwitch. What's you know that? what an unwitch? Oh. Well, they don't put it in bread. They wrap it in lettuce. lettuce? Oh, okay. So that's there's smart. no bread. Yeah. That's really So I good. sit down. I got this. Uh, I got the number seven, oh, which is wish. double meat. Yes. And I sit down and I'm opening it up and I've got my Weight Watchers app out. Yep. And, and I'm trying to, how many points? It, it was like 25 points. That's high? With Yeah, I get 30 for the day. What? Oh, uh, no. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, so... Uh, Jimmy John's is not the answer Dang. for Weight Watchers. And so I'm like, what am I going to do for the rest of the day? Well, cry about it. Oh, let's just put that apple away yeah, for well, the rest of the day. We'll happens. start again tomorrow. I just like Jersey Mike's too much. I would never do that. Yeah. But speaking of uh, being perfect and living life. Which I am. you know, Right. right. Being above reproach today on Baller for Jesus Week. was one, two, three, four, five, six. It's already week six. It's oh. crazy. 
we are talking about being above reproach. And the, the whole time before this, I kept saying it is ironic that the two of us are talking about being above reproach because <laughs> Lord knows we're not always above reproach. I, is anybody? that? Well, I guess nobody is. I mean, this really is the whole crux of this is nobody is perfectly above reproach, but somebody's got to talk about it. So, so let's talk about first about what's approach. Mm-hmm. What is approach? Yeah. Reproach. Not approach, not not roach, reproach. And if you're wondering what on earth does that mean, well, it's defined here in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And it says, here is a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now, the overseer is to be above reproach, which is faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, (laughs) hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. So there you got 10 rules, 10 life guidelines. Guidelines. No, how about 10 traps? 10 traps. Oh, okay. Because these are all things that people get trapped in that that they... um, or mistakes? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We well, should have went to seminary. And we would. Yeah, right. Maybe we'd know what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> but I, I look at this list here, and I see all natural human tendencies. When I read this list, I see oh, these are the natural inclinations for a person. People tend to naturally get upset with things. People tend to be, you know pretty temperate some people or or not temperate some people don't have self-control if you were to just say i'm going to give in to all my vices i'm going to say i don't care about morality anymore you would just do whatever you want all of these things would be near impossible to do on your own you can to a certain degree you know live up to the world's standard of what perfection is on your own but I really believe that there is no true being above reproach without having God in your life. Oh, you, you can't do it. It's not possible. So, so right before we started this, we were we were being not above reproach. <laughs> Correct. We were being not above well, we were, reproach. We were talking about uh, ministry, and yeah. we were talking about the difficulty of ministry mm-hmm. and how people can be critical yeah. to those people, right. which we were... Being a little critical. A little critical. We were just analyzing some of the sure. traps that they, I don't think mm-hmm. we were I don't think we were being facetious. I no. think we were just talking about how how difficult it is to be on a church staff. Right. Yeah. And being on a church staff means that you you have to you have some rules mm-hmm. that nobody knows about. Right. Yes. And so uh if we turn if like like if I was walking down the street and I saw Pastor Jonathan or Pastor Randy mm-hmm. walking down the street smoking a cigarette right. with a with a can in a brown paper bag, yeah, I I might judge them. Yes, I would like. What is this? He's my pastor. Right. In the meantime, I'm sitting out on my lanai. Right. With a cigar. Uh huh. And fortunately, I don't drink. I got that one taken care of. That's good. You got one. I got check. one. Check. <laughs> Only took because, how many years to only, do? <laughs> it took me only because. <laughs> oh wait a minute! But I'll have a bowl of ice cream. You know, yep. a half a gallon at a time. Yep. So so being above reproach is it's more about how do I help 
people listen to what I'm trying to teach them. Mm -hmm. So if I'm teaching people that you shouldn't be addicted to drugs and alcohol, right? For me to go and do that, yeah, is not. Like, well, there's nothing illegal about alcohol. Right. Absolutely, yeah. But there is something about being drunk all the time, mm-hmm. and we know what happens when people are drunk. They yeah. tend to do things not in their best judgment. Right, they're not thinking, and so I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with mm-hmm. drinking. Yeah, what I'm saying is drunkenness is basically a sin because that's what it talks about. Right. I think that the whole point of this verse is like what you said. It is to give guidelines to somebody who wants to teach. The beginning of the verse says, whoever aspires to be an overseer right. desires a noble task. So it's it's a good thing to be an overseer. You know, I'm Some a, people call him an elder. Some people yes, call him a pastor. Yeah. Whatever. It is, it is a noble task. Now, the overseer is to be above reproach. That's, and then it gives you the list of all the things. But why? Why is it that they have to be this perfect above reproach person? And it's like, well, if you, like you said, if you were to walk into an AA meeting and the person who is chairing the meeting is sitting there and he's going, okay, now everybody open the big book and you are going to go to this chapter and we're going to read it. And then as everybody opens their books, he turns around, grabs a Bud Light. Takes a sip. All right. So, and everybody would be like, hey, well, wait, excuse me? What? Because nobody's listening to him. Right. No, nope. no. Nobody can teach out of a position right. of. Well, I wasn't thing. drunk. Yes, exactly. Slippery slope. Yeah. No, nobody can teach out of a position of not practicing themselves. I have, I think, I'm not sure if our church that they sign a covenant for drugs and alcohol. I think it's no, don't be in, no appearing in public while drinking i don't I don't think it's a strict like you cannot but it is setting the image example setting the setting the example right being above reproach being above reproach. <laughs> you know kind of what we're talking about well, here well, again if you're sitting uh, like okay i'm sitting at you know the ship's k i'm sitting at the ship's k <laughs> and i'm like watching the game and i i can barely sit around yeah and then i get up there so my pastor uh, in Ohio, he uh, Pastor Jonathan, mm-hmm. uh, love him. Uh, he he never he wouldn't drink, and mm-hmm. and people would say, "Well, why don't you drink?" Is does God say you can't drink? He says, "No, but I don't drink, and I don't talk about drinking because because I'm up here in the pulpit, and if I say, well, I had a drink with my friends, mm-hmm. there's going to be a guy out in the crowd." That says, see, oh, see, Pastor I Jonathan drinks. Yes. Why can't I drink? Yes. Well, because you don't know how to stop. Right. See, I don't drink, not because it's a sin. Mm-hmm. I drink. I don't drink because I don't know how to stop. Yes. At least that's yes. how it was until I did stop. Right. There is no limit. There's never enough. And so, and so, so he would just do it to be above reproach right. so that someone couldn't say, well, if Jonathan drinks, I'm pretty sure that I could yeah. drink. If I may, one of my favorite verses is Paul's letter to the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, where he talks about, I don't know if you know, the passage, eating sacrificial meat from the temple. 
That is there you go. That is one of my brilliant. Favorite, yes, that is one of my favorite verses that uh, I was ever taught on that I like to teach on is what Paul is essentially saying is we are new spiritual heavenly bodies. We're overcomers. We have conquered death. Right. Now, when it comes to the pagan rituals and pagan traditions, if you want to get literal, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty, those things don't matter anymore. We're completely, we have power over those things. If you want to eat meat that's been sacrificed to a pagan god, it's neither here nor there. However, for some people, kind of like how alcohol for some people is a vice, eating the sacrificial meat, if it causes a brother or sister to stumble, then it is sin and you shouldn't do it. Why? Because you're helping your brother up. You're not trying to do something that could let him go, hey... John over here is eating the sacrificial meat from the temple, which would then cause him to go back into his old religious practices. So he's saying it's neither here nor there. However, if there is somebody that it is an issue for them, don't do it around them because if you want to be above reproach and if you want to help your brother or sister be above reproach, don't do that thing that will cause them to stumble around That's them. That's why I don't get invited to a lot of parties nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There you go. The high school. where, Where... Drinking so li- mm-hmm. excuse me, I'm hiccup. <laughs> um, so let's go. Let's go through these. Yeah. Um, so uh, faithful to to his, so be above reproach. Faithful to his wife. What do you, What do you think that means? It means to be faithful to your <laughs> wife. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. And and again, why? Well, because that's what you committed to. If I'm out yeah. whoring around, people are like, mm-hmm. okay, well. He's whoring around. Yeah. Why would I listen to him? I want to be a mm-hmm. leader. I want yes. to be set an overseer. I want to set an example. Yeah. Faithful to your wife. And so I think for me, it would be um, uh, like I'm always busting everybody's chops. Sure. That's what I do. That's me too. And I have to learn not to do that mm-hmm. to my wife mm-hmm. at home. Right. And in, and in private. Sure. Same thing with like porn. Mm-hmm. I don't do porn because it's because I'm basically lusting after someone else mm-hmm, instead right. of my wife. Yeah, that's faithfulness to your wife. Right. And so so those are the things. And again, you ask God, okay, what is being faithful? There's some women mm-hmm. or men that this is important to them. Mm-hmm. In my case, that's not important to me. This is important to me. And they're right. like, well, that's the stupidest thing in yeah, the whole world. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a loyalist. And yes. So my number one priority is loyalty. Right. Right. As long as you're loyal, I don't care. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we can live in squalor, which we don't because Thank God. she loves cleaning <laughs> right. and I love, I love it, but it's like, as long as you're faithful. Yeah. And, uh, and so we've been that. Okay. Why don't you do the second one? Temperate. What does that mean? Temperate. Is- so you know, you think temperate, you think temperature, not having a hot temperature, not being angry all the time. Okay. That is, I think, easier said than done. Um, there are a number of different places. How do I word this carefully? There are a number of different places from where out my childhood, I put a hole in the door or the wall no. because I was at, oh yeah, multiple times. Oh yeah. Not just at home. Just, like I used to, I used to punch things a lot. Yeah, so that I mean, I know when see, I see. I don't see that. You said that last week about me. You're <laughs> yeah. like, I don't see you as being I an never. So, yeah, no, I can get. I I know I'm happy and bubbly when I'm doing stuff like this, but when I'm in public, in public, yes, because I'm above approach in public. But when I'm when I'm alone, usually, 
and when I'm just upset about something, I can get angry. And I, I don't tend to get angry at people very often. I'm not the guy that gets into yelling matches ever or fights. But when I'm alone and I'm angry, I can get really pissed off sometimes. And I have lost my cool a couple of times and put a hole in the wall <laughs> at at certain locations. But the the desire to overcome that is something that is stronger than to just I'm in shock. I, I I'm really I'm utterly in shock. Right oh now. I know, I know. I don't seem like I'm a very angry guy. I can get angry, but it's a very private and thing. It, and it's more at yourself. Yes. It really it's a personal it's a personal thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's more at myself, but it is something that probably people don't understand that. They yeah, get that. Absolutely. It's something that I have a desire to overcome more than it is I have a desire to feed into it because I know it is not something that is a godly trait to you know put a hole in the di- in the dining oh, room come table. Come into my house. Why do you have this? Why picture? is there a poster why down it, there? Why, why is this picture down here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just thought it would be well, nice of my mother. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of at knee level. Why is it down there? Uh, well, I put my knee in the wall. But the 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 temper temperature thing is something that a lot of people struggle with. It's something that some people don't really struggle with, and that's great. But if you are hot-headed, it isn't like, all right, just stop. Just breathe. Take a deep breath. Because when you want to hit something or when you want to yell at somebody, it's not just like, I'm going to take a deep breath and remove myself. Yeah. But sometimes the best option when you are angry is to just be like, I got to go. I'm going to just remove yeah. myself from yeah. the situation. Yeah. And it, it is a little awkward at first when you do it, but you will definitely not regret it because you're like, if I were to remain in that situation, I would definitely okay. not enjoy what would happen. Which, which brings us right to the next one, self-control. And so yes. self-control is, uh, I, I, I've always felt like someone needs to talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. And I would just do it. And I've caused a lot of pain and a lot of suffering to myself and mm-hmm. to the people in the room <laughs> by uh, by saying that. And so self-controlled for me is mm. that sometimes you just don't have to say what's on your mind. Right. Yes. Sometimes you don't have to participate in, okay, let's, let's see what happens here. Let's right. all jump off this cliff. Yes. Uh, sometimes self-control is saying, Yes, I have every right and ability to do this, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to do it right now because I'm pretty sure that that's not what I want to become. Right. It's going to lead to disaster. And you get to a point in walking with your faith where you can start to recognize, you know, stage one and stage two of leading to the slippery slope that is having, you know, an anger, angry fit or yeah, something like yeah. that. When you start to recognize those signs of, Oh boy, I know this is going to be bad. That's when you start to, I mean, there's different self-control methods. There's like, you know, remove yourself from the situation. There's, you know, think about something else. But I think what really matters is with self-control, especially when you're trying to be an example and be a leader, it is to remove yourself from that situation because you already know if you're there for too long. And if you keep talking, something bad's going to happen. Right. So I would say, you know, obviously if you have, some sort of anger issues like we're finding out we both have to some degree. The the way of doing that is, you know, there's there's healthy outlets. For me, it's I lift in the gym and 
you you have physical outlets no, no. things like that so something as simple like that is a really good way to control those things one of, and and uh, i think i'm having a self-controlled <laughs> moment in my mind right now yeah. what ends up happening if you're in a relationship and you feel like something has to be said and you have this discussion mm-hmm. it's at some point saying i'm not going to escalate this right i'm going to okay i said my point stop it it goes yeah. to people that rage it goes to people mm. that uh, ragers and i you know historically uh when years ago that i uh i was a rager i mm. would get i would get on a point and then until someone needed to cry yes and uh-huh. it's like you don't need to do that you can say what you have to say mm-hmm. and move on okay let's, yeah. with that with that respectable 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 oh what that what's that <laughs> being respectable is somebody somebody that you respect think what of does some, it have to do with god's plan well think think of somebody that you respect so who's the the first person that comes to mind when you say that's somebody i respect um pastor jonathan okay why why pastor jonathan um because he presents himself he He's a godly man. I mm-hmm. think he knows God's word, and he he knows how to love people well. Yeah. Even though you're thinking, you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm not very lovable, and I right. know that that guy's not very well, and he's yes. loving him. So he's a very um, he's a very respectable person yeah. to to people. Yes, and that is uh, that is the point. I think what when it comes to what an individual finds a certain person respectable, it's often because they want to be like that person. So you would say you would like to be, you'd like to emulate some of yeah. his character qualities. Everybody has a different person that they find respectable because they admire their character traits. There are things that they want to emulate in themselves. So that is the crux of being, you know, an overseer. Whoever wants to, you know, witness to people, whoever wants to lead people, Whoever wants to minister to people, you don't even have to lead to minister to it people. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them. So if yes. I, I'm thinking about old people. Old people are like, I just want some <laughs> respect. And it's like, okay, I'm going to give you respect. doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I have to agree with what you're saying because you're sure. a kook. Yeah. <laughs> but but I yes. will respect the fact that you have some experience and you mm-hmm. have some, some things that are really mm-hmm. like faithful to your wife or whatever. Yes. You're like, oh, I respect that. Yeah, respectable people are oftentimes those that we try to emulate. I mean, it doesn't obviously have to be all of their personality traits because everybody has something, but respectable people are oftentimes the people that others are talking about them because, you know, they just naturally give off that air, that essence of whatever it is, that peace or that confidence, that teachable spirit, things like that, where they're like, I really respect that. And that is definitely one of the qualities of a good leader, a good teacher is those character traits that people can look at where they don't have to be like, here's what I do to be a godly man. They just set the example okay. from their living. So next one's hospitable. Um, hospitable. And mm. I, I think that one of my gifts, my spiritual gifts are hospitality. I love having yeah. people over. Sure. Uh, I lo- it's probably more about making people. My, my wife, we always thought that she didn't have it, but she's actually probably more hospitable than I am. Oh, yeah. People walk into our house and they're like, I love your house. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's a lot of used furniture in here. Yes, you know, sure. We do it in early attic. Yes. Um, but, uh, the, but being hospitable is 
helping someone feel the love of God. Mm-hmm. And so what does it look like for me? It looks like this week on New Year's Day. Yeah. I, I just was having a, there's this guy in my men's group that he's a quiet guy. And, and all morning long, it's like invite him to dinner, invite him to dinner, right. invite him to dinner. Right. So I text him. I said, hey, do you and your wife want to come to dinner 3 o'clock today? And, you know, he got back with me shortly. Yes. So we ended up, uh, my father-in-law couldn't come. So it was just the four of us. And we, end, we ended up having this great conversation with mm-hmm. people that really don't know anybody down here. Hmm. They were going to spend the day probably having toast and peanut butter and jelly. Right. And so I did it because I felt like the Holy Spirit was doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, they may go, okay, we've got to. Get better friends. Right. Okay, yeah. check him off weirdos. the list. Check him off the list. But being hospitable is saying I'm willing to sacrifice, and it's not a sacrifice. Right, sacrifice my time to minister to people mm-hmm. in God's love. And at the end of the day, you're walking away going, "Man, that was like awesome." They yeah. were like really good people. They were totally really interesting. And so it's totally worth it. And I think that that's what hospitality is. Absolutely. Me. Yeah. Next one is able to teach. Mm, this is an interesting one because not everybody feels like they're able to, you know, stand in front of a classroom and give a lecture. But is that is that what it means being able to speak to large groups of people like that? Or is there something else to being able to I think to teach? you're a teacher. Me, who, me? Yeah. Me, teacher? Yeah, oh, well, I think you, you have much. a I, well. You have a lot of knowledge, or you're full of yourself, or one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably both. No, you um, you explain things really well, and you prepare. For, mm-hmm. You know, you're you're like when you teach the high school group. I'm like, right. this is like really good. Yeah, he put a lot of thought into it. You're just not an. Mm-hmm. You're not a. I think a teacher is not just opinionated. Like, right, like me. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> like you. <laughs> <laughs> I got an opinion about anything. People, people, whenever they teach, they tend to throw their own opinions in there, whether you notice it or not, for right. sure. But yeah, I think being able to teach is, especially with my, I have a, a really good ability to kind of like see others or kind of understand what other people are thinking. Okay. So I see people's reactions, especially like their facial expressions, whenever I'm like giving a sermon or something and I see somebody go like, what? What did you just say? Yeah. And then I can kind Please. of... Okay, I'm going to have to repeat let, that. Let me backpedal and explain that a little bit. Because I, I tend to go off on these tangents where I use these words that are, people are like, what did you just say? I remember I was having a conversation with a friend. and Or just like with a group of my friends. And then after I finished what I was saying, one of my friends, she just stops me and she goes, you just used whereas in a sentence. And I was like, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> Whoops. Like nobody uses that conversationally. I was like... Blah, 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 blah. Whereas this is, and they were just kind of like, okay. Is that a wrong word to say? <laughs> no, it's it's just, that's something that you would use in like an APA paper for your psychology class. Oh. Yeah. So I was just. Leave your college degree at home. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So for, for being a, a teachable, you know, having a teachable spirit is being able to understand others. It has a lot to do with empathy where you can put yourself in other people's shoes. It's like. What level do I have to explain this? Is this somebody that understands this a lot or is it somebody that's still at the elementary concepts of this? So you can kind of read the room a little bit if you're teachable. Yeah. You can understand people better. And you just enjoy hearing yourself talk. And there's different types. Uh, so on my Saturday morning breakfast, uh, we've got one guy that he's a Bible teacher. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're, you're understand what he's talking about. Right. And it's well, it's 
well thought out. He writes it out. Right. He teaches it. It's good. Mm-hmm. You walk away, you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Never knew that before. Right. On the other hand, I get a topic like being teachable, mm-hmm. and I, I teach by example. Right. I say, hey, this is what I do. Sure. When I'm doing this, this is what's thinking behind it. Mm-hmm. And why is it? I, so I'm more of a life skill. Yes. Is that? Is yeah, that, absolutely. Real like application. Real life application of yeah. things. I think I have, a, I have the ability to make things idiot proof. So a lot of the times I can explain because I'm an idiot. So when I can understand something by like, okay, well, she just said something that is in a foreign language. Let me break it down into, you know, layman's terms or real English. And then I can say, okay, now I get it. And now I can kind of explain it from ground up. Cool. So everybody has different ways of teaching. So we already talked about not giving to drunkenness. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. The issue is there's nothing wrong with drinking. Yes. Unless you have a drinking problem. Mm. And if your drinking is causing you problems, you have a drinking, you problem. Have a drinking problem. Yes, if it gets and in so the way. so if you want to be, and, and quite honestly, uh, it it confuses your thinking at times. Oh, absolutely. You, I mean, I've made, there's people that make a lot of bad decisions. Sure. It's not just drunkenness. It's, it's, it's the whole drug world. I Substances. Mean, it's yeah. Substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And, and you go to, you, you look in the prisons today, most people are there because of a, Mm-hmm. Drinking or drugs, sure, something and related. They to drugs. did something, and and even if you you know whatever. So yeah, if if it's causing you problems and you find yourself, I, I've got to I've got to have four drinks in order to right. have a conversation with my wife before I get home. Sure, you might have a problem if it hinders normal day to day life. Right, if somebody needs addressing. And, and so, um, so what about the next one? Not violent. So you just can't <laughs> beat the shit out of your wife and your kids. You're, Something like that, yeah. Not violent, but gentle. Gentle? So being gentle with your wife and kids. So, yeah, don't put a hole in the wall with your bare hands. Because well, that scares people. That does tend to, you know, alarm people a little bit. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little off-putting. Oh, you can put a hole in the door with your bare hand, Or you have broken furniture because of your fits of rage. So this one's pretty straightforward, I feel like, rather yeah. than the other ones. Just... Self, not you know, self control. So what do you do? Bit. But what do you do when you have anger yeah. and you just don't be violent? Well, you know, easier said than done. I have my, like I said earlier, I like to go to the gym. That's my my way of getting it out. It it really helps. It's really helpful, especially when you're doing something that is very physically tasking while you're thinking about the thing that's making you upset, and you're just like ah, and you can push out a couple more reps. It's a really good way to. Feel your lift. I think it's if if your first reaction is to strike out at something. Yes, we'll use that even striking out mm-hmm. as violent. Yeah, absolutely. So my first reaction growing up was swinging. Right, because of your upbringing. And then and your I brothers. met Joyce, and she said, "Stop it." Oh, she's no. She's she looked at me. I went. I was like so mad. She goes, "You hit me. You'll never see me again." I was like, "Okay, fair enough." <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to change that. And yeah. I've I've never hit her. I've never thought about hitting right me. well maybe i thought about it once or twice <laughs> um <laughs> thank god you never did praise jesus yeah uh praise god i'm a christian because i yeah. certainly would be a mess i'd be a single lonely oh old, sure drunk man crotchety old man yeah, yeah. well yeah thank, i'd be under a bridge someplace thank god for god i mean he definitely helps with the self-control because it's something that you feel like you're getting molded like clay it's, it's weird when you you look back a year ago and you're like wow I didn't even realize that I changed. Yeah. I've had a couple of moments where I was like, I had no idea 
that I had even changed this about myself. Because a lot of the times when you have a problem and then you find that that thing has been you know, taken from you or that that thing's been changed from you, you, you tend not to think about it anymore. Okay. Like I remember I was having a, a pain in my lower back and then you know, it slowly started going away until one day I remembered. It was like, oh, yeah, I used to have this pain in my back, yeah. and I just don't think about yeah. it because it's not there anymore. Yeah. And you look back and you say, thank God it's been changed. So not quarrelsome. We talked about that. You, yes. you just don't like to argue, right? I'm not a confrontational person, no. So you, you'll never see me having, like, a shouting match with somebody or arguing with somebody about, or you know, I'll never argue with my boss about my hours or I'll never argue with a customer about something. I'll never yell at a friend. I'm just not, I'm, I tend not to enjoy confrontation like that. So for me, there's I'll, people that love it. Oh, there's people that live for it. There's people that will intentionally start arguments. Yeah. 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 That's just, and, and you, I, we, we, I had this guy at the fire station. Mm-hmm. We're talking about something and then he took this other side and I'm like, and I was, I was screaming and yeah. cause I was so mad. I'm like, why are you doing this? He goes, mm-hmm. I'd like to banter. And I'm like, said a couple why? things. And, and I said, <laughs> Here, can I share something? Uh-huh. I don't. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. huh. I'm like, no, it's aggravating. Yeah. Stop to, it. He loved yes. to argue. There are people that love to argue. And that's, some people are wired like that. I'm myself, I'm not. I, I'm the kind that's not like tail between my legs backing up, but I'll just be like, all right, whatever, whatever. So lawyers are all going to hell? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that's what I think. No, but the, the people that, We'll they see. argue for a living, though. Well, yeah. That's a different breed of human that does that. That's not quarrelsome. That's not quarrelsome. That is, to, to be not quarrelsome is, I guess, kind of like what I have, where it's just, you know, what I have is to a fault, because if something wrongs me or if somebody does something wrong, my natural inclination is just be like, all right, whatever, it's fine, then I'll just leave. I'll just do passive-aggressive behavior. Yeah, and it's an unresolved I'll issue. I'll kick a wall. Right, I'll go kick a wall. <laughs> kick, go home, kick the dog. <laughs> it's, it's something that not being quarrelsome doesn't mean I'm going to just not address it and then I'm going to go home and kick the dog. Not being quarrelsome is resolving issues as opposed to quarreling about it. And it doesn't necessarily mean, okay, whatever, just go away. And then not resolving the issue. Could you get that? uh, Could you add uh, negativity into that? Just always seeing the glass happen. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like Like always looking for something negative. Always saying, yeah, I know a lot. I've actually, now that you mentioned, I know a lot of people that are, they're always just like, well, that sucks. Is doesn't this just suck? And you're like, hey, dude, what are you talking? What are you doing? We're walking around Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> you see the negative and everything. That's it. And then you snap. Yeah, there are those people that that are just kind of Eeyore. You know, I have these friends that uh, uh, he's uh, he's a good guy, uh, but he he looks at the negative quite a bit yeah and they uh went to pop stroke the other day and uh-huh. he brought his whole family and there's six right. of them and it was like 250 dollars yeah and his wife's the whole time is like do not say anything <laughs> keep your mouth shut you do yeah. not need to point out right how these people are getting rich on us mm-hmm. you know and, mm-hmm. and you don't need to that stop it right now there that's a great example ended up he ended up he goes it was the best time of great, the week. great, amazing! That's a great step. Anybody that doesn't know about Pop Stroke, it's this. Uh, yeah, who's the guy? Uh, Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods started it, and it's as much as you want to go. Unfortunately, there's like 18 million people in there, and it's 18 and million it's, dollars to get in. It's 35 hours. Oh my gosh, to dude. play putt putt. The idea is to, it's an all day, so yeah. one you pay once in the morning, and you can be there all day. Yeah. But it's 
all access. You can play as many times as you want. And, and there's food that you can give them. It's also $18 million. Yeah, and drinks that you want to give them. Yep. Yeah, which, also $18 yeah. million. Somebody's... Anyway, they're profiting off of it. Just to we're say, we're being least. quarrelsome. We're we being, are being quarrelsome. <laughs> we're not being above reproach. <laughs> no, we're being glass half. How about empty. a lover for money? You're, you're, you're hey, you don't love money. Do I you? hate, I hate it. I can't stand money. No, not being a lover of money. That is, so you know the, you know the TikTok influencers, the Instagram yeah, influencers. Yeah. I think the, the today's aspect of being a lover of money and you know my generation are those those young hustler types that are all you know they want to be logan paul who was a multimillionaire when he was my age you know i'm not sure who that is <laughs> okay well old school new school <laughs> logan paul is this and then his brother jake they're these young 20 some year old tiktok youtube instagram influencers where they've made it big on social media and their whole thing is their brand and their name, and they have all this money, and they're super successful, and they do all this and that, and they're living the dream, man. Oh my gosh! And they're super young, and they've That's got crazy. it all. They they've got it all figured out by the time they're twenty years old, which is, for all intents and purposes, not real, right? So they they set this example that everybody wants to be rich yesterday. Yeah. Everybody needs to have this or that everybody needs to be successful the idea of being a lover of money today is chasing the dragon you know it's it's i'm going to be successful i'm going to be young i'm going to i'm going to hustle i'm going to grind i'm going to put aside you know normal life mm. to chase this unattainable dream essentially and it's probably not going to pan out because you're not ready yet because you're not an adult so the opposite of that is um well, it's not even opposite. So this is what I want to say. I'm going to mm -hmm. say something. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> you are the other half of this podcast. You're allowed to I'm, say something. I'm 59. No, 50%. You're 50%. Yeah. I'm 50%. Four, I was yeah. going to say 49. But um, so there's this. Uh, so the three young people that run my car wash, mm -hmm. um, they they do well. I mean, they, you know, they got they have a good job. It's right. you pay them well. But they work hard. The opposite of lover yes. for money is they have a work ethic. This fam, mm -hmm. this this guy that we bought it from, trained these kids to right. to be amazing worker. And I'm just looking yeah. over there, going, your identity is in who you say you are mm -hmm. and how hard you work. And and um, and so there's the whole TikTok thing, and right. the world says this money as lover of money is going to make you happy yes but you're never going to have enough right right Isn't that what the, who said that how much is enough and he said just a little bit more he said that oh i don't know king solomon or something no it was uh rockefeller like rockefeller oh, yes. yeah so how much is enough and he said just a little bit more uh, and uh there's this other book yeah. uh this andy stanley if you've never mm -hmm. heard of andy stanley he's a great preacher in, mm -hmm. in atlanta what's the name of his church you know Anyway, couldn't tell you. <laughs> Andy Sandy, it's called uh, how uh, how to be rich. He's got this series on how to be rich, mm -hmm. but he's like how to be rich, how to how to be good at being rich. Mm. And so, Ooh. from a kingdom purpose, there's nothing wrong with being rich. Sure, but 
and as I look back at my life, when I was making $20,000 a year, I always mm-hmm. used to think if I made $40,000, everything would be fine. Yes. Then I made $40,000, and I'm like, well, you know, probably 80 would really cover everything. Right. Then Never I got know. to 80, yeah. and it was like, I'm going to have to get a part-time job because this certainly isn't enough. Yeah. And so so people, and so then even retirement, people are like, well, you need a million dollars. Well, once you get to a million dollars, you're like, well, that's probably not going to be enough. There's right. never enough. It's never enough. And so people that think that make $300,000 are always thinking, well, right. if I made 600. Yes. And the 600. And so it goes on and on and on and it's never enough. And so mm-hmm. it's a empty, it's an empty promise. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's what he's trying to get here. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lover of money because what you'll do is you'll say, I can't come to this men's meeting or I can't come to this right. leadership meeting. I can't give you the time over here. And again, we're talking about being a, a leader of the church. Yep. Or, um, I, I can't come to these meetings because I have this other responsibility that I, I need. I can make a hundred hours that night. And right. So I'm going to choose money, yes, and not believe that God will provide for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I think ultimately what this is is God provides, not yourself. Yeah. You can work hard, but ultimately the Lord provides. And some people hear that and they're like, "That's dumb," because I worked for my paycheck. Yeah. That's dumb. It's like, well, you could have chosen this, you could have chosen the whatever, but you give the Lord your time, and He will give it back to you. So all of this is not easy. Correct. None of this and is And do you think you'll easy. ever achieve all these? I think there's natural things that for my personality, I, I tend towards, so not giving to drunkenness, that's easy for me. Not a lover of money, that's easy for me. Uh, faithful, that's easy. But other ones on this list, I don't think I will ever achieve perfectly. And I think that's how it is for everybody. Everybody on this list has maybe one or two things that they naturally do, or maybe not any of them, but I think that there will never be I checked all of the list today, and I had a perfect day where I did no nothing wrong. I had no sins. Could happen. It could, but it's unlikely that you'll do it by yourself. And perfectly. I think what happens is, uh, so years ago, I was pretty angry and mm-hmm. all the time. And my, <laughs> what God was telling me is, you just don't know how to love. Mm. And so, it's really funny because now, you know, some twenty years later. People are like, you are one of the most loving guys that I know. And I'm wow. like, what are you talking about? Stop it. What, what Stop. are you talking about? And just like you were saying, I think beforehand, all of a sudden one day mm-hmm. you, you've you overcome this drunkenness or you've overcome right. this bitterness or you've overcome this desire to to cheat on your wife, mm-hmm. okay, or, or to have an affair. Because right. I mean, there's people that live that way. Yeah. And sure. you overcome it and you're like, oh, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. I asked God. And he did it to help me not to, cause I, cause I God, I, this one I'm doing not very good at. Right. Yeah. Can you show me how to do this? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, ah, I've not been drinking every night. Yeah. And it isn't, I prayed. And then the next morning I woke up and it vanished. It's I prayed and God showed me the way to walk. Right. God will show you the direction which you need to walk. He will show you the journey because Oftentimes, the best lessons that we learn, the things that stick with us are things that we've learned through a trial or through a journey. So the Lord will say, okay, I, I see your humbleness and your willingness to change. Let's walk in the direction of that change. It'll be a little while, but 
when you come out the other end, you will say, thank God that I did this, and this will stick with me. This isn't going to be something that fades tomorrow. Yeah. So I, I think I wrote this when I wrote this step or whatever, mm-hmm. is that if you want to be a baller for Jesus, uh. you've got to you got to step it up. Yeah. And you've got to you've got to emulate the way you want other people. You you've got to be the example. Yeah, absolutely. To be the man that, or woman that God created you to be, and you're like, I know when I see someone like this, I'm mm-hmm. like, eh. right, yeah. Where you're perfect. All that does is it points people to Jesus because we yes. know that when you're above reproach, you're trying to be more like God mm-hmm. and you're trying to be obedient to these things that I'll never do without the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to be a baller, mm. just say, God, I, I want to be above reproach Come in on. this area. That's yeah. what I want to do. And sure. so, so with that, I got nothing else. How about you? That's good. Preach, preacher. I think that that's it's exactly right. Start with one thing, and the Lord will lead you down that path. That's being above reproach. So that was this week. Next week is being a servant of all. Oh, mm. servant of all. What the heck? What yeah, that's a great verse. It's uh, what did Jesus say? Well, we'll find out next week on the next series episode. This Happy be, New Year, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. And you stuff. had a good New Year's Eve? I did. Did you have a good New Year's I Eve? I did. That's I good. Did. Well, we want to wish you all a Happy New Year. We want to tell you that uh, we, we're we doing this. We're not making any money from this. Mm-hmm. We're above reproach on that one. Mm. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> That's right. Uh, but we want, you know, we want you to, uh, we just want to share what God's doing in our life mm-hmm. and, and minister to people that are looking to have a deeper walk with jesus absolutely yeah. and and not pointing to us mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit at the beginning of the end yeah but pointing you to god's word to god's word that's awesome well thank you so much for tuning in we'll see you next thank week. thank you peace peace